We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
going on, everybody? Happy Thursday, and welcome to Play Draft Live over on Roto Grinders. I'm Eric Crane. I'm joined by two of my guys. I don't get to do enough shows with you guys. First, we got Stevie P or TPFL. What's up, brother? How you doing? Do you know, like Dan, for like four years, called me Stevie PFL. So you're you're fine. Um, All right. Well, that's good. Not the T, so it's fine. That's right. I mean, what is TPFL? Tampa, Florida. Uh-huh. I guess that makes sense. All right. I, we was also... playing, I was playing semi-pro baseball down in Tampa when I made my screen name and email for everything. So, so well, here, let, like, we'll talk about this. What do you think? Do you regret adding the letters at the end now that it's, you know, many, many years later? No, because I can get pretty much my username everywhere and not a lot of Stevie TPFLs out there. I appreciate that. Also joining us, JSU, John Serbian. What's up, brother? How we doing, man? Oh, we're doing good. It's football. Finally, it's back. We got the, you know, the Hall of Fame game tonight. We're going to do a little draft best ball now. It's this, this is it right here. Football's the season. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm ready to go. So here's my question for you, John. Obviously we've got NFL tonight kind it's kind of football like like I don't know if it's better or worse than the a the AAF was like we're you know that's still debatable I still watch that but (laughs) well are you going to be watching tonight and if so how long will you watch is this going to be like a full watch where you're just sitting down for three hours are you going to say after an hour holy cow these guys suck let's move on no I'm going to watch the whole thing and my girlfriend's going to hate me and it's going to be one of those those nights where it's just it's it might there might be some there might be some yelling me aka me getting yelled at by like two hours later when we're still watching football but you know that's all right and I'm watching like fifth string players that won't make the team but you know that's how it goes yeah they they won't make the team we're not none of us are going to remember them in three weeks but that's just how it goes sometimes Stevie I know you got a trucks race tonight are you going to be watching trucks or football um Crane what kind of question is that of course I'm going to be watching the trucks on the dirt in Eldora like. Come on, it's a dirt truck race. What? There's football game tonight? What? We need to get draft to add in some NASCAR. I Man, I have I have pitched it. I, I think if they just do finishing position and no other scoring, like they have the best format for it, it, it would be awesome. Yep, I would I would get in there. And you know me, man. I'll come fire anything. Um, really quick, guys, I want to let you guys know we're talking football. Obviously, we're about to do a draft in the $5 best ball. Don't get in yet. You want to play with us? Don't get in yet. Wait a few seconds, and then we're going to be able to all join at the same time, have a good time. Um, but I want to let you guys know that make sure you check out NFL Premium Discord. It has got everything you need. People are in their chat, in their chatting. JSU, you're in there chatting every now and then, right? Talking some football. Are you going to be in there tonight? Hey, how about you talk with your microphone on? That's my fault. Yeah, I'll be in, I'll be in there. Okay. I'll probably be in there today, but I'll definitely be getting in there a lot more um, in the next, you know week or so getting through for drafts and the, you know the draft kit too especially I'll be in that you know so if you guys have questions you can obviously you know hit me up um, if you're doing drafts and you have a question or just something to bounce off of you can always hit me up yeah I'll probably be in there tonight too why not I don't spend as much time in the old discord as I probably should but tonight football is here football is back why don't I jump in we're gonna hang out with you guys all right guys you ready to do this draft you ready to fire this bad boy up Let's do it. All right, we're doing the $5 mini best ball tournament, too. I am entering right now. I am 6 of 12, so you guys should all be able to get in. All right, I'm, I'm in. All right, in. all right, chat, we're 9 of 12 now. Come on, chat, let's get some other Roto Grinders guys in here. I'm pretty impressed with draft because, you know, last year there were some overlay issues in this tournament. This $5 buy-in, this is the second one they've had to post because the first one filled so quickly. I didn't even get an entry into it. And I've said time and time again, I think draft right now is the best way to build a bankroll, the best way to make money in fantasy. Now, of course, with the drafts, you got to kind of wait a little bit and it's super high variance, but hey, no pain, no gain. You got to get some of that high variance if you're wanting to win a little bit. So we've got it up here and look at here. I'll tell you what, Roto Grinders guys dominating the first few picks. We got Jeff Goldenberg team. He's leading off for us. I don't know who that is, but welcome, Jeff. Good luck. Then after that, it's three straight Roto-Grinders goats. We got Stevie. We got JSU. We got Big T in there. What's up, Big T? How we doing? And then if you look all the way to the back, 
I'm down. I'm picking at 1.9. I hate that draft spot. I hate it. So you guys, I'm sure, are just thrilled that I've got there. We got PumaCon in there, I believe. I believe that's our producer. Not D Train, but uh, Simon, I believe so. So yeah, we got a lot of Roto Grinders guys in here. It's going to be a good time. Now, we're going to go through these first uh, few picks, of course. We're going to be looking at every single pick. You guys can see exactly what I'm looking at on my screen right now. Stevie, let's talk this Ezekiel Elliott situation because I am torn right now. I do not want the fifth pick in any draft right now because if it goes Saquon, McCaffrey, uh, Kamara, then David Johnson, I don't know what to do with the fifth overall pick because personally, I don't want to risk it because we want safety with these early picks. Stevie, what are you doing with this whole Ezekiel Elliott in Cabo thing? I don't think I have any of him. Like we're getting Melvin Gordon at a discount, very big discount. Like we're getting Melvin Gordon in the third, fourth, fifth rounds now. So like I'm perfectly okay taking Melvin Gordon in the third, fourth, fifth round. But Elliot, you're if you're taking him at that five spot, it's just such a hard pick and it could work out. I think that, you know, everything could work out and all that stuff. But um, right now, um, I don't think I have him on any of my best ball championship teams and none of my like cash games. And I've done probably anywhere from 40 to 80 drafts um and i have in that range going right now so um i don't think i have any elliot like he's not high up on my rankings list or anything like that like at five right now i'm taking hopkins or adams over elliot yeah and that's exactly what we just saw steve otapito which is a phenomenal screen name he just took deandre hopkins fifth overall and i'm sitting here with the ninth pick i guess i gotta gamble with him at the ninth pick but we always talk about in that first round we want safety. We don't. You can't win a draft in the first round. But you sure as hell can lose it. JSC, what are you doing with Zeke in the first round right now? Yeah, you know that's a situation where uh, me personally, when I heard that Travis Travis Frederick was coming back and he was all healthy to go, I was ready to bump Zeke up to like my number one guy overall. And then he starts, you know, the holdout process, and that just it, like you said, it's safety in the first round. You can lose the draft in the first round if you don't have like a safe pick because you are relying on these, really these first two or three picks. Like the, the first two or three rounds, you're, those are the guys you're relying on every week. So if you think that, you know, one of your guys in that first or second round especially is not going to be there for some of those weeks and it's a possibility then that should absolutely turn you off. And I mean, Zeke for me now, uh, he he gets pushed down to, I mean, I don't know if I even want to trust it in the first round. I guess if like I had the last pick and I was, you know, gambling, I was doing a bunch of these, I could roll with it and just hope he plays. But if I'm doing just a couple, I'm just not drafting him at all. Like personally, I love the situation, but it's just it's tough in this format, and if if he does miss a few games, um, to, you're to done in the first round. Yeah, if, if he misses a few games, you're finished. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe not a few games, but even if it's half the season, we don't know what's going to happen right now. I mean, right now, all the leverage is on the side of the Cowboys, and meanwhile, Zeke's down there hanging out in Cabo. I'm not going to lie, Zeke. I wish I was hanging out with you, but you're making our lives tough over on the draft show. Let's go ahead and take a look at kind of what has happened. Ezekiel Elliott ended up going sixth overall then it went Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams I have no problem with that personally I think I would take Adams first I'm kind of stunned that Travis Kelsey just fell to me in the second round that was not something I was expecting to have happen but I'm going to go ahead and take Kelsey at 2.4 JSU you look a little stunned man well no I'm, I've been doing a bunch of these drafts um you know the past couple of weeks and I've noticed since we got the Tyreek Hill news uh Travis Kelsey has started to come out of that seventh overall eighth ninth overall pick um in the first round and he's starting to go in that second round early second round first couple picks um so I'm not really like surprised that's that's kind of starting to be a trend I I had no Travis Kelsey when he was going seventh overall eighth overall I had zero but the last you know week or so I've started to get some Travis Kelsey just because he's fallen to me in the second early second round and i'm just like i'm definitely going to take him there you know what i mean yeah no i mean and he did all of his damage last year with tyreek in there i'm not really sure why people are saying well now that tyreek's back you can't take him in the first round he was first round value last year i don't have a ton of kelsey shares i think sort of that like four to five to six 
range of tight ends is really, really strong. Stevie, where are you at with Kelsey and this whole Chiefs offense? Because we just saw Damian Williams go uh, with the seventh pick in the second round. So where are you at with this Chiefs offense? I have a lot of exposure to the Chiefs offense in general. Um, I did a lot of drafts early where I got hit late, and I've done a bunch of drafts where I have a lot of Williams. I like him in that range. And Kelsey, if you're picking like eighth or ninth, he's probably the best option in my opinion. So I think that, you know, tight end is where you can kind of gain an edge here. And it's certainly something that I like to do. So. Well, we just saw big T take the second tight end off the board with George Kittle. I have no problem with that. I have Kittle over Zach Ertz on my rankings as well. And then we see JSU take Antonio Brown. And this is another guy that I don't have a ton of exposure to. And it worries me a little bit because they're going to throw the ball a ton. Antonio Brown is very clearly a ball hog. He's going to get a ton of targets. It's not like Tyra Williams is going to be commanding 13 or 14 targets a game. And I don't know if it's just that I don't trust Derek Carr. I don't know what it is. JSU, what did you like about Antonio Brown right there? Yeah, well, I mean, he's slipping to the very end of the second round. And I think at that spot, you got a guy who he could easily lead the league in targets. Easily. Um, He's obviously, you know, a touchdown monster in the red zone, they're going to throw it to him there. They, they got him, they paid him for a reason. Um, like he's going to be the top guy in that offense. Derek Carr, I think should get a boost in everyone's minds just with Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams, you know, coming to Oakland. So I, I just think Antonio Brown's way too good of a route runner. He, he's just such a good receiver that at the end of the second round, he's a value there. Like you can make an argument that, he is a top three wide receiver at the end of this year, fantasy wise, like easily I can make an argument for it. I'm not saying he will be, but he absolutely has a shot to be. Yeah. And you know, I think when we talk about just the value with Antonio Brown right there, is there really that big of a difference between guys, you know, we saw Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, um, Juju, you know, Tyreek. I don't think there's that big of a difference to me, Stevie. And I've kind of realized this as I've done a bunch of drafts, wide receiver is just crazy deep this year. Yeah. I've been drafting a lot more running backs early than I have in years past this yeah. year, because, you know, wide receiver is deep. Like there's some young talented guys that are going to be involved in offenses that we can get late. And, you know, honestly, you know, you talked about all those guys you just mentioned and, you know, all those guys have potential to be top five. And the one thing that you got to remember about best balls is, you know, you can take ceiling guys. And if you get one, two, really solid wide receivers and you get these ceiling guys and you get those ceiling games like you know you kind of mix in safety plus ceiling so um, I think that's a big mistake that people make with best balls is just focusing too much on floor because you know it's you're not setting your lineup you're getting the best points out of these guys like every week so can't screw it up yeah you can't you can't like so um, I think another issue that people make in these early rounds is getting bye weeks of the same guys. Like in your first two, three, four, five picks, you really want to like spread out your bye weeks because these are your these are your floor guys. Yeah, I keep screwing that up. That's I'm a good saying, point. I'm checking my bye weeks right now with Kelsey and <laughs> Julio. I'm like, oh, let's not screw this up again. Um, yeah, I mean, I just look at this and it's just it's so easy to do. And I don't know about you guys. Do you ever do? multiple drafts at a time jsu uh no i don't oh, it's, you're just for, it's, it's just for the fact that I, I i really i i can't i can't it's hard for me to focus on two things at once and it throws me off especially with the buys stevie made a really good point with the bye weeks and um that's something that like i am constantly looking at so uh, when it's not my pick, I'm I'm making sure like I don't have guys, especially in the first couple rounds in the same bye week. I'm making sure my tight ends don't have the same bye week. That's where a lot of people mess up too. QB and tight end, especially, y- you cannot like you cannot have two guys at the same bye week. You're only taking two or three of them. Yeah, three at the max. You cannot do that. So especially those positions, and I've seen that happen. You know, and it's like. It's like one of those like oops mistakes, but it, it does happen. Yeah, you know, I just took um, Zach Ertz with my third round pick, so I'm going with the the really really weird double stud tight end. And that was a strategy. If you look at a lot of teams that won last year, that was successful. And this wasn't a strategy I was planning on coming to into this draft with. I told you guys I was not expecting Kelsey to be there 
when I picked third overall in the second round. I sure as hell wasn't expecting Ertz to be there when I picked ninth overall in the third round. CB, do you find yourself doing any double stud tight end teams? Yeah, and I like how they actually come out. Like, the teams can come out really strong. Um, You know, I I think if you're going double tight end, you need to get your running backs early, um, you know, because running back value is going to fall off. We talked about the upside for wide receiver. Um, So, I think that they look good, like, you know, if if they come out that way. And I think one thing that you got to remember when you're doing these um, best ball championship or any fast, fast drafts in general here is you have to be able to change your strategy as you're going. Like you can go in with a strategy, but if people start falling and you start getting better players, like, you know, that's when you have to start switching things up. When you're doing slow drafts, you have a lot more time to kind of, you know, look at everything and, um so like right now i probably have like 25 slow drafts going and like i'll you know mess around with those and then like when i have 45 minutes i'll jump in these minis because like ukraine i didn't get in any of the minis on the first one so i'm jumping in these as much as i can because what week maybe two weeks this thing's going to be full again because you know this format's awesome Oh, that's great. And, you know, they're going to have the Millie Maker, of course, that's going on right now. Have you gotten any in the, have you gotten into any of the 125s, John? Uh, yeah, I think I got, I've done one so far, but I'm planning on getting in a few. Can we just go back to that double tight end thing for sure, one for second? Because, I mean, it makes sense that that was a strategy. You had Travis Kelsey, who, if you just put his fantasy points, especially in, we'll just talk about this, uh, scoring system for a second if you put his fantasy points in with the wide receivers he's a wide receiver like eight and Zach Ertz was like I don't know 11 or 12 something around there maybe it was 10 or 11 something like that but so it makes sense these guys are putting up like almost top 10 wide receiver numbers for fantasy points like so I mean from that standpoint it, it doesn't really surprise me uh, that that strategy was successful in uh, best ball. And they were super consistent every week. They were yep. very Every week. You never had any duds in there. Now, I think tight end's a little bit deeper this year. I saw O.J. Howard just go off the board. He is my highest stone tight end right now. He went in 4.5, I think, or 4.8. I think he's going to be – I mean, I think he could end up with more fantasy points this year than Ertz. Of course, I have Ertz, and I don't have Howard, so that's a little bit concerning to me. But I am a big-time fan of O.J. Howard this year. And, of course, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, it sounds like he's going to be ready for week one, but still Golden Tate's going to miss a few games. I It's tough for me not to like Ingram this year, Stevie. I like Ingram a lot. Um, I think he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. Um, yeah, I think it helps both of those guys, Kamara and Ingram, like getting away from each other. Like Kamara is a guy that I've been drafting – you know, one overall in some of my drafts. Like, I want exposure to him that bad. So, um, you know, I was actually kind of disappointed in this draft that, like, Camara went one and I had to take Barkley two because I was hoping to get Camara at two and get my guy. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I think that Ingram is really good. I think David Montgomery's good. I didn't take him there because um, – like I had to choose if I wanted Lindsay or, or Ingram and I already have Mac on bye week six. So I ended up taking Lindsay, but I actually like Montgomery more. Um, I think that situation is going to be really good for him in Chicago. So um, I like him. There's some guys like when we get down here, like, you know, Kenyon Drake, what's he going to do with the new coach? Miami's awful, mm-hmm. but like, is he finally going to get the workload that we've been waiting for for three years? So like, he's a guy that's a little interesting. Sonny Michelle's interesting as far as, like, touchdowns go. He seems like the New York, New England guy. But, like, Eckler, like, how interesting is Eckler, like, later in drafts, um, especially if you draft Marvin Gordon early? Yeah, I think Eckler is one of those guys that we're going to see really start flying up the boards. And I've got him late in some, and I'm probably done with my Eckler shares because I've gotten him so late in so many different drafts that I've said, all right, I'm just going to ride with those shares. It works out great. If it doesn't, that's fine. Did you see that Melvin Gordon has requested a trade to JSU? Yeah. And I I read something about them, like just denying his representatives from talking with other, like, you know, potential partners, like trade partners, like teams, uh so that's just that's really funny uh they're obviously taking a hard stance with him and they're obviously not close to an agreement so I think you know that makes Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson you know very intriguing um 
you know, and I agree with you that I think as we go on, Eckler and, and Jackson both will probably start to go up the draft board a little bit and start to get taken more. So if you can sneak them out later in rounds right now, I mean, that's that's really good strategy because once it gets like two weeks from the season and Melvin Gordon's not signed, everyone's going to be taking them yeah. even earlier. Yeah, I mean, I think right now it is just the, the best time to draft. And I've heard Britt say this too, is right now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. But if you're prepared before the masses are prepared, there is a huge edge in these things. I was doing some best balls two months ago, and I feel great about my teams. If I go back and look through my teams, I feel pretty darn good. Because, again, you know, Stevie, you've been looking at uh, NFL since the All-Star break. I've been looking at NFL since the All-Star break. JSU, I assume you're the same way. Like, it's just, no? Oh, I think you yes. shook your head no. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. I've been looking at the NFL since probably before the All-Star break. I literally just I can't get enough NFL. But, yeah, I mean, these these drafts are the best. But right now is the time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want guys from uh, the game tonight that are sleepers, you might want to move them up. Cause if they have big games tonight, they're going to be moving up a few rounds. Let's go ahead and take a look at Stevie's team while we're – because he was talking about some of the guys that he likes. We've got Saquon, Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack, Amari Cooper, and A.J. Green. Now, you took A.J. Green at the end of the fourth round. I think that's a value at this point. Now, he is 31 years old with bad ankles, and he can't stay on the field, which – I'm not going to lie, if all those things are issues, you're probably not going to get value out of that pick. But if he plays 12 games, Steve, you got to be feeling really good about getting green at that price. I think if he plays 10 to 12 games, getting him in that draft slot, like at the end of the fourth round, he's value. So um, that's kind of where I've been taking him here ever since the injury. Um, what's awesome about it, Crane, is I actually don't have a ton of exposure to him like early in drafts um, before the injury. So nice. I'm actually I'm actually like liking where I'm at on AJ Green. I've been taking him a lot more in the fourth. Um, listen, if he plays 12, 13 games, if you're getting him in the fourth round, like it's an extreme value. If he plays nine games, you're probably not going to make money on those teams or win unless he just absolutely goes nuts in those games. So. You know, it really just depends. Um, I don't actually mind handcuffing him either. I think that that's an interesting strategy as well. Are you looking at a guy like Alex Erickson at the end of the draft? Or like Boyd, like just yeah. getting the top two guys, like if if just getting that offense exposure. So um, you were talking about tight ends a little while ago, and my favorite tight end went off the board um, was Henry. I love Henry, yeah. especially if all this Melvin Gordon stuff goes down. Yeah, I think Henry is probably my second highest on tight end after O.J. Howard. It's um, I'm a big Hunter Henry fan. And of course, you know, it's always the case with him as long as he can stay on the field. But imagine what happens if, let's say Melvin Gordon doesn't come back. We know Phillip Rivers isn't going to run the ball in. Austin Eckler, not exactly in between the tackles kind of runner. JSU, I think we could see Hunter Henry just absolutely crush it this year. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, Philip Rivers already loves throwing to the tight end in the end zone. Like he loved throwing Antonio Gates. Um, I think Hunter Henry, even when it, when he was just starting out with Antonio Gates, he was still like looking to him. And you saw that even when they played in the games together. So I, I, I'm with you. Like, I think that those two guys, I mean, Hunter Henry, I think he's an awesome value where he's going in drafts right now. I mean, obviously, that range right there is the range where I think you want a tight end. Yeah. Um, personally, I think Ertz and Kittle in, in the second round are, are a little too early. If you're getting them in the third round, I love it, both those guys. Um, Kittle was super inefficient in the red zone. So, um, yes, he had like a monster season, but just like, if you look at him in the red zone, his targets and stuff, he was really inefficient there. I mean, if he can get, if he can fix that, then, um, I, I, I personally have him ahead of Ertz, but it's slight, but if he can fix that, then he is worth that second round pick. But with those numbers, it, it just, it gives me cause to pause in the second round in the third round though. I like it. I think Ertz is fine, but I like the Ingram, Howard, um, Henry, Hunter Henry, yeah. even Vance McDonald. I'm going to throw in there. Like I just, I just grabbed him in the seventh round because I needed a tight end, and I think Roethlisberger is going to look to him a ton, especially in the red zone without AB. That's a ton of red zone targets that he loses 
Um, Juju's not going to see all of those. You know, I'm going to take a guy right now, and I know we talk about ceilings a lot, and this guy obviously has a huge ceiling. That's Sammy Watkins. If you take a look at what he did even last year when Tyreek Hill was on the field, I have no problem with that production. Now, as a as a WR2, I think he can – that might be a little tough because I might need some more wide receiver help later. But Watkins is a guy where as long as he is on, on the field in that offense, I talk all the time about I don't care who it is. I just want exposure to these high-powered offenses. And the Chiefs, it doesn't get more high power than that. So I like Sammy Watkins a lot right there. And we're starting to see a run on quarterbacks. You know, we're talking tight ends. And the last tight end that I'm really going out of my way to get – uh, was taken by Red Hook in the seventh round. That would be Jared Cook, a guy that I know he has burned a lot of people, but we saw last year when he was getting targets in Oakland, he was doing pretty good. We saw, we've seen tight ends in New Orleans produce, and by tight ends, I mean Jimmy Graham, but this is another guy that is a big-time body. Obviously, Michael Thomas, Thomas is going to take a lot of those targets, but I like Jared Cook. What about you, Stevie? I like Cook. Um, I don't mind Ebron. I don't mind Njoku. Like, I, I think there's some strong picks back there. Like, Njoku is really interesting because when you think about it, Landry's good between the numbers. He's going to be a, a good, you know, possession guy. Odell Beckham's good everywhere, but they still need, like, that big red zone guy. Um, and I think Cleveland's going to be putting up a bunch of points with this offense this year. So, I think Njoku, if you're waiting on tight end, is not a bad guy to get in the eighth or ninth round um yeah I think he has touchdown upside and when you're on draft you know touchdowns are important with the half point PPR so um Njoku's another guy that I like like all these guys like you mentioned Jared Cook like Jared Cook has a ton of ceiling you just took my guy um I love D.D. Westbrook I love Westbrook is gonna be a legit threat all year um really mad you just sniped him from me (laughs) I'm a big fan I mean we saw Nick Foles Every time he's been on the field, what does he love to target? He loves tight ends and he loves those slot receivers. And Didi's going to be working in the slot for Jacksonville all year. I w- look, everybody's. Did you know Leonard Fournette is a thing again this year? This is like the third straight year that Leonard Fournette is a thing. He's kind of falling. Like I don't think he's like. He's just. I, I've been saying it for two, three years now. However long, like he's just not a guy. He's fragile. Like he was fragile at LSU. He's yeah. fragile. Like. He's really, really good when he's 100%. I don't think anybody can argue that, but he's so fragile. He, like, you know, busts a toenail and he's out for three weeks. So, um, I don't know. I I don't know what to do with Fournette. I've been getting him in some drafts just because I want some exposure. He's like one of those guys I don't really have a strong take on, but he's one of those guys that if I had to bet over-under on 12 games, I'd take under every time. Oh, I I would take under on 10, man. Like, the dude, he's made a glass. JSC, what are you doing with Fournette this year? Yeah, I mean, we're starting to see him fall. Like, he's outside of the second round, which I think, like, early, early, if you were doing these drafts, he was getting taken in the second round uh, as Big T takes the guy I was just about to take. Um, I mean, he's a guy, though, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm kind of just staying away. Uh, But, I mean, I can't, I can't, like – they're going to run the ball a ton. I just, I just hate picking him in the, even in the third round. Like I said, like, I want – I want some like safety in that first, second, third round. And then from there I can start to pick guys out. Um, but I, just Leonard Fournette scares me. I mean, there is upside though that, like I said, Nick Foles is an upgrade way, way better from Blake Bortles. I mean, it, it's just, I, I'm, I'm worried about it. I, I, I'm trying to stay away, but if he falls like to that end of the third round, I would take him there. Yeah, that's about like mid to end of the third round. I have no problem with him there, but like I just I like guys that play. Like I don't like guys that are hanging out on the sideline in a boot because they got a stub toe. He's like the Anthony Davis of football, man. I'm just not. I just don't want to mess with them night in and night out. We're starting to see some a little bit of a tight end run and a little bit of a quarterback run too. You saw David Njoku and Eric Ebron go right there. David Njoku, Steve. That's not a guy I'm on too much this year. Talk to me about why you like him. I just like his touchdown upside. Like that, that's what I like about Njoku. I don't think he's going to be a guy that catches seven balls a game. I, I think he's a guy that, that could score eight plus touchdowns. And I like him a little bit more than I like Ebron. So I'm taking my guy here and JSU, you got to like your boy, Harry, um, being a Patriots fan. Like this might be the guy that like I draft before his ADP more than any other guy on the season, because his size without Gronk there. Like, I, I love Harry this year. Like, he's a guy that I, – I got him in the Scott Fishbowl. 
he's probably one of my highest owned wide receivers as far as you know best balls go um he he's my guy and you gotta kind of be excited jsu like he's he seems like he's the real deal yeah i mean first of all i they weren't really throwing a gronk too much until like the very end of the season last year anyways I, I know for a fact that their whole plan was to keep him blocking for most of the game. And I know that because I, I know he said that to multiple people. One of them was my friend. He specifically said, if they want me to block, I'll block. I'll do whatever they want me to do as long as we win. And that was after like week three of the NFL season. So like their plan was to keep him in and block for most of that season to keep him healthy um so they weren't really going to him most of that season they were really targeting the running backs a ton Harry gives them a guy with great catchability he like he's one of those guys who he doesn't create tons of separation but at the same time he just makes these like wild catches where Brady just puts it where only he can grab it he can go up and get it so he's a perfect red zone target for Brady um I, I do really like him I, I worry about taking a ton of these pass catchers like too too close for the Patriots just because I think they're going to be so run heavy. I think they're going to use Harris, Sony Michelle, James White. All those guys are going to have a role, like for sure, hundred percent. So yeah, I, that's always my problem with the Patriots. It's just like I don't know who the hell to take. I, I only take my, my rule is if I two it, two is the maximum in drafts on my teams. <laughs> I, I only take two. And I mean, Harry's one of the guys who I would look at in, you know, the ninth or 10th round for sure, because he's a red zone target and they will use him in the red zone. That's, that's, I'm sure why they drafted him because they need a big target in the red zone. Um, But, you know, after Edelman, he's going to see a ton of targets. You saw what he did in just 12 games and now he he should be healthy, healthy for the start of the season, even though he messed his thumb up, uh, broke his thumb. But uh, he should still start the regular season off. So, I mean, with him and all those backs, they drafted Harris. I expect them to use Harris. Like, uh, like even yeah. from the start, I expect them to use it. And I think what's going to happen is I think you're going to see Sony Michelle um, and him kind of split a little bit throughout the season. James White and will take a lot of the passing down work. But they'll run a lot of two-back sets too. So, um, that's that's the way the Patriots are going to go. But Harry's a guy who uh, I, I do like a lot as a player. I don't have a ton of him in best balls, but I do like a lot, and I think years to come he'll be really good. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about guys with the Patriots. I mean, like Harry, he might get there and he might get not. Stevie, I'm with you. I'm way I'm going to be way over the field with Harry. Like I, I know I'm going to have quite a bit of exposure to him. If he If he has – six good games at his current ADP I'm fine with that I don't I don't need to him to be Randy Moss out there just give me six games and I'm happy uh let's see who do we I just went over a guy I just took Jalen Samuels I passed on Jordan Howard I passed on Ronald Jones I am a believer in Jalen Samuels this year because I like James Conner but it's still a running back position that is hugely volatile what do you think about Samuels this year Stevie I think we we kind of saw what the Pittsburgh Steelers will do. Like towards the end of the year, they really started to make it where it was like seventy five percent Connor. Like it wasn't a hundred percent Connor. When he got banged up, they were using him a little bit less. And listen, at this point, whoever plays running back for the Steelers is an instant fantasy like goodness because their offense is just so good at getting exposure to these guys in the passing game. Um, so. I like him, I think, more on, you know, sites that we're going to have, like, full-point PPR. I, I don't think these guys are bad, but, um, you know, I, I think, you know, you want you want exposure in general there. Um, the Steelers, like, the Steelers and the Chiefs are, like, the two highest-drafted teams, right? Like, like, those are the two offenses that produce so many fantasy points yeah. that, like, we just don't expect them to not, so – yeah, again, we always talk about just get exposure to those guys, and you're going to end up being happy. We see Big T take old Jimmy GQ over here. He's got Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo, David Johnson, Tevin Coleman, and Royce Freeman, T.Y. Hilton, Kenny Galladay, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Deshaun Jackson, as well as George Kittle. I love that Deshaun Jackson pick. 
I was considering him before I got Sterling Shepard, but hey, I'm, I'm thrilled getting Sterling Shepard where I did. He's going to miss like one game, maybe. I'm not concerned at all about Sterling Shepard. But we see what Tony's doing here, stacking up his quarterbacks and wide receivers. He's got Aaron Rodgers. He's got Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's got Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got George Kittle. JSU, do you find yourself stacking in these? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm stacking. I, like right now I have my Carolina stack, which Carolina is one of my favorite teams overall this year. Um, Cam Newton's one of my top quarterbacks this year. Uh, love like Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. Like I think they're going to be concentrated with those those guys. So I, I really do like it. And then I'm even trying to stack with, you know, a bottom QB, like towards the end, I find myself stacking with the bottom QB and uh, it depends on who I'm going with. I, I've, I've done a lot of like, you know, David Carr just at the end as like my second or third QB <laughs> and stack them with like Tyrell Williams because I can get him late and Antonio Brown because I can get him at the end of the second round. But like that that right there, I can easily make two two viable stacks where I know where most of the targets are going to go to. And, and CMC and DJ Moore, uh, I mean, they're going to see – I mean, I think DJ Moore is the number one receiver. I know Curtis Samuel is the – he's the camp hype guy. Everyone's talking about him. So he's like the guy who you're going to read all the cool blurbs about and, it's, you know, camp standout, impressing coaches, all that stuff. But – DJ Moore is I think way more talented than Curtis Samuel and I don't think it's close um and if you watch like last year um DJ Moore he just he was unreal in some of the games and even sometimes Cam couldn't get the ball to him but like he was still beating guys downfield Cam just had an issue with the shoulder um especially towards the end of the season which caused him to you know dump the ball off and hopefully this year his shoulder's they say it's better, and they say he fixed his throwing motion. We'll see, but um, I, I'm a believer in the offense. Uh, I guess I have to take Ronald Jones here. I don't like Ronald Jones, but, I mean, getting him in the 11th round, that's just – the value is just too good, especially on my team where I'm, I'm not very strong at running back. I'm deep at running back, but I'm not all that strong. I guess I have to gamble on Ronald Jones, but, boy, I do not like it at all. Uh, let's see. We just saw Lamar Jackson went. Uh, Devin Singletary just went, and also I like him a lot this year. Buffalo. We know they're going to run in a ton. I'm not sure Lashawn McCoy is going to be on the team in a week. It would not surprise me at all if they went ahead and cut Lashawn McCoy. So I don't hate Singletary at all. Who are some of your late round kind of this range guys that you like, Stevie? Stevie? Oh no. Stevie, he is not looking good. Oh, well, it's just you and I, JSU. I guess. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just really quick going. What the? (laughs) He just like rose from the ashes to start talking. Is he still talking? I I have no idea. This is amazing, though. That that was crazy. Like, he didn't move forever and then just sat up. Like, I I don't know if he fell asleep with his eyes open or what. That was incredible, though. Stevie, you're very impressive. I thought you were going to jump. Crane, I thought I was going to see you jump out the chair for a second. We both know that wasn't about to happen. <laughs> All right. That was not about that. to All right, you're back, Stevie. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so who are those uh, late-round guys again, Stevie? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he, just brought, he really doesn't want to give us the late-round picks. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess you're not getting late-round picks from Stevie. <laughs> Uh, that's all right. I just took a guy in John Brown that I like a lot this year, and I was afraid he wasn't going to get back to me. There, that yeah, there are a few guys ahead of him that, that I probably like a little bit more. But when I look at John Brown, I see a guy who's the number one receiver in an offense that likes to throw deep, and he's a deep threat. We saw what he did with Joe Flacco last year. I think he improves on those numbers, actually, from when he was with Flacco. And he's he's slowly gaining steam which is why I'm wanting to do more drafts now because getting John Brown in the 12th round, I think he's going to be a top 25 wide receiver this year at JSU. Yeah. And I mean, people are going to look at the the overall numbers. They're not going to look at when Joe Flacco was at QB and then what happened when Lamar Jackson was at QB. There's a huge difference though. Lamar Jackson like could not hit anyone downfield. Um, he really struggled throwing the ball. Um, when he gets with Josh Allen, we know Josh Allen struggles with, accuracy but one thing he can do is throw the ball downfield we saw um 
his receivers last year, uh, Robert Foster had real success with down the field throws. Um, so I, I see no reason why John Brown couldn't have success uh, getting the ball from Josh Allen down the field. Are you on team John Brown, Stevie? I like the ceiling. We talked about it. When you're starting to get into these later rounds with wide receivers, um, you, you start looking for ceiling um, more than anything else. So kind of why I, I like, we, you know, you asked me and like my, my internet connection decided. Oh, yeah, that sure. It was the internet. It wasn't that you didn't want to give the people what they wanted. Yeah. Um, I like Emmanuel Sanders late a lot. Like when you, when you look at it, like he's a guy that over the last few years was going in the five to eight round range. And like, he's starting to get healthy. He should be ready by, he's going to be a guy that we're getting in the 12th, 13th round. And by the end of the preseason, he's going to be like seventh, eighth round because people are going to see him in preseason games healthy and start wanting to draft him again. So He's a guy that I like late. Um, I don't mind Justice Hill. We talked about Mark Ingram. I'm hoping Hill doesn't get sniped. Actually, I don't need Hill. Um, we talked about Mark Ingram, but Justice Hill is a little bit interesting. Um, making my pick here. I have a lot of Justice Hill. He's somebody that – look, Ingram, as much as I like him, he's you know almost 30 years old, and he's got a lot of miles on those tires. I just – I, I like him. He's on my team right here. I think there's plenty of upside in JSU. He's, he was sitting here saying, don't snipe him, Stevie. <laughs> I, well, I don't need a running back. Like, I, I usually limit myself to five running backs in these best ball championships, and I have five guys that I like. Um, and I got Devontae Parker. I really like Devontae Parker. Um, oh, not this again. But he's so he's so talented. Like, just unleash him. Just let him play. Let him – like, he, he's a talented guy, but – I don't know. He's a head case too. He reminds me a lot um, of like a Josh Gordon type guy. Just Ricky Williams, like head cases, like that have talent. Like Monte Parker has talent. Stevie, if you want the best receiver or the one, if Fitzpatrick is starting, it's Albert Wilson. Like, oh, I love it. I'll take take Albert Wilson. Yeah, Yeah, all the way down. You'll probably see him in like the 15th, 16th round, still there. Stevie's going to have like his head case team. He's going to have. He's going to have Devontae Parker. He's going to have Leonard Fournette. I don't know. He's like Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. You're just like all the perpetual disappointers are going to be on your team's TV. And I'm just, I just stay every year. I just like, I'm not going to mess with these guys. And I usually feel a lot better for it at the end. Like it's just, it's just too much of a headache. And I know in best ball, it's not as much of a headache because again, you don't have to worry about setting your lines, but in normal fantasy, like, you know, and I, obviously we're not talking about this. I cannot believe Ben Roethlisberger got back to me. My quarterback was going to be such a freaking dumpster fire. Um, but in normal fantasy, like guys like that, I just never take, man. I just, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the headache. Um, JSC, who's on your like never list? Do you have anybody like that? Uh, Devontae Parker. <laughs> never. Um, <laughs> that was good. I, I mean, I, I mean, we, we haven't really talked about Todd Gurley a ton, but like, I, I'm not going to say never, but I'm just saying like, he's someone who right now I just have on like my, I will not draft real list unless he's going in like the third round. Like he's mostly going in the second round. Um, and that knee, that knee just scares me. Knee tendonitis, like there's nothing they can really do. Like there, there's really nothing. They can try and keep him as comfortable as possible, but like, He's just going to have to deal with the pain. And we saw that last year. He struggled with it last year. Um, And that's why you saw CJ Anderson play so much. But I just think it's going to be one of those situations that the whole season he's struggling to go deal, deal through that pain. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if I can't say like, Oh, he's going to miss like all these games. Cause I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think he's going to really struggle. Even if he gets like, even just 10 to 15 carries, I think, like he's going to have a ton of pain after a few weeks. It's just, it's going to be a lot for him to deal with. So, I mean, he's someone who I'm just kind of staying away from, um, you know, overall. Yeah. I mean, look, this is what we know about Todd Gurley. He has a degenerative knee. Like that's just how it is. That knee is never going to be healthy. They've come out and said that his days of a bell cow running back are more than likely older or over. We know that his offensive line got worse I'm not sure why people are so excited for girl. Oh, and they drafted a running back in the third round to, you know, I just, I just don't understand why people are on girly. Are you, are you on team never girly too, Stevie? Unless I'm getting him in like the third or fourth round. I, I don't see a reason to use up one of my top floor 
picks, you know, like we talked about, um, on, on a Todd Gurley who has zero floor. And I'm really mad that um, this dude just took Tyler Eifert. He's one of my favorite late-round yeah. picks. Uh, <laughs> they drafted a blocking tight end to let Eifert play like 40% of the snaps and just play passing snaps this year. So Tyler Eifert is a guy, like if you're looking for a late-round tight end, He's really, really interesting, and I was just waiting on my second tight end for him, and now I'm going to have to take Noah Font, and I don't want to. So, very I'm, I'm, I'm people, you know, Hawkinson, Noah Fant, like these guys. Actually, I, I'm going to take Hawkinson and Stafford if I can here. Yeah, no, I, I, I think. Thanks, JSU. Well, you said you said you wanted Fant, so I was going to leave it. I was going to leave Fant for you and take Hawkinson. They can take Mike Gusecki if you, you want to back up tight end. <laughs> you switch it up on me, Stevie. My bad. Um, well, I'm going to take Stafford anyway, and then I'm going to decide which tight end I want with my next pick. I mean, you can have Darren Waller. I actually don't hate the idea, and I'm I can't take him because, well, I've already got <laughs> I've got Ertz and uh, Kelsey. So if that, my tight ends don't win, I ain't winning this league. I'm gonna mess you up with his little Carolina stack and take Ian Thomas when Olsen gets hurt in week three, and Ian Thomas is a top ten <laughs> tight end. What about Matt Lacoste? He's gonna be a tight end in New England. Come on, JSU. You know Matt Lacoste. Yeah. Now, it's look what they. I, I don't think he's gonna see many targets, even in the red zone. Like they, they're gonna, they, their focus is gonna be running back, splitting them out into like the slot. Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry in the red zone, and they're gonna run the ball as much as possible. Keep Brady, you know, healthy, standing upright. Like that's that's how they're gonna win. Run, run, play action. I don't love a ton of pass catchers. Like if we're projecting Edelman for you know hundred. I don't even know, like a hundred balls. Like he could catch a hundred balls or like 80 or 90 balls, like easily. And then you have Nikhil Harry, who we think could be a presence in the red zone. And then all the running backs they have, I, I don't know where you add in like relevant fantasy guys, but I guess in a best ball format, this would be the only format where I would think about taking a, a Matt Lacoste as my third tight end specifically, not as my second tight end um, at the very end. Big T took uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. I've done a few drafts with Big T, and he seems to get Ricky Seals-Jones in every single one. I don't understand it, Big T. we got to have a discussion at some point about why you're in on Ricky Seals-Jones because if he's 3K in week one, I'm still fading him. I'm not even – Is he a Kyler Murray fan? He's got to be like a huge Kyler Murray fan or something. I love Kyler Murray this year, but, I mean, I are you not a, are you not a Kyler guy, JSU? Uh, no, I like Kyler Murray. I'm just not – as high as everyone else is. So I, I will sound like I'm not a Kyler Murray fan. I, I actually am. I think he's very talented. I just think it, like he's going to struggle a little bit. Like, yes, will he produce in fantasy? hundred percent. I like, I believe hundred percent he will produce, but like, he's not going to be like a, a, the best quarterback or top five quarterback in the league this year. Like he's not even in that offense, they have the worst offensive line in football he's going to be running for his life um yes you can say like oh he'll get us rushing yards yeah when he's down like two touchdowns three touchdowns at the end of the game yes he could 100 percent get you you know two garbage time touchdowns and give you 25 you know DraftKings points and, and win you something but uh, i'm just saying like people need to like slow down with the like he's pat mahomes like pat mahomes got in the best situation ever with andy reed um that offense Travis Kelsey Tyreek Hill good offensive line like that was the best situation ever Alex Smith excelled in that offense a year before like didn't he throw for 4,000 yards I think or something like that anytime out I mean if he throws for over four yards I'm impressed right? <laughs> I'm just saying though like Andy Reid's offense like the, the Pat Mahomes got into the best situation possible and excelled and I think Pat Mahomes is way better than Kyler Murray can we talk how uh, Alexander Madison just got sniped from me? Well, BSP, I'm not happy with you because I was looking at Madison as a guy right there who I love as a zero RB candidate because if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, this offense is going to change a lot. I th- even if it's even if he doesn't get hurt, I think this Minnesota team is going to run a ton more this year than they did last year. Madison is one of my favorite late-round picks, and he just got sniped from me, so I'm a little upset. Who are some of your, like, Oh, wait. Last Every time we ask Steezy this question, he disappears on us. No, you got to ask him. Yeah. You got to ask him. Stevie, who are your late-round targets? Well, we talked about Eifert. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna leave one out because there's a guy that I want to draft here that I'm not gonna talk about. All right. Um, but I like Ted Ginn. Like we we talked about just needing some ceiling. Like mm-hmm. you're getting Ted Ginn in the 16th, late 16th, 17th. Like I've been getting him in the 17th a lot. Um, there's two guys I want to draft. I'll I'll, I'll well we I should have. <laughs> um. But there's there's two guys I want to draft here that I'll talk about in just a minute. Um, as far as like late round targets that I've been getting a lot, but um, you're yeah. gonna take one after JSU, right? Yeah, I'm gonna take one after JSU here. Um, Go on, snipe him, JSU. Do it, baby. Oh. Hi. Darn it, That's my guy's gone. Who, Mike Davis? No, I was going after Hollywood Brown. He's, he went though. Wow. That's all right. I, I got that's those are those are type those are the type of guys that I like in these late rounds like those Albert Wilson's Mark, Hollywood Browns like they're not going to give you consistent fantasy production but they could absolutely give you like three or four weeks where they just have monster performances where they catch you know 50 yard bombs so I mean those are the guys like in the late rounds I like taking shots with if I can if you get two weeks two good weeks out of those guys these guys this late you're doing great all right, so Ben Watson was one of your guys, Stevie? Yeah, like he's going to be out for, what, four games? Is it six? Four or six games? I mean, it's the 17th round. It doesn't really matter. Well, like, <laughs> Ben Watson starting the season suspended. I think it's four games. But, um, like, I have two seven seven by tight ends. So, like, if I can get a decent week from Ben Watson at a week seven with New England, I'm perfectly okay with it. The other guy that I really like late in the draft that's going to start the season hurt is Marquise Lee. You know, we talked about Foles and we talked about D.D. Westbrook, but Marquise Lee is a guy that can get a lot of catches in the numbers. He, he can stretch the offense. He's going to start the season hurt, but because he's starting the season hurt and, like, we're getting him 17th, 18th round, like, a lot. And this is a guy that, you know, could have three, four, maybe even five, you know, really solid weeks once he gets back with the team. So. I really like Marquise Lee late um, just as much as I like Ted Ginn. So those are guys that I'm looking at late in these drafts that can just be difference makers. Like I have my two or three really solid wide receivers. And now I'm just looking for those guys that could potentially have those 20 point games. Yeah. I'm sitting here looking at some of the available wideouts and I'm a little bit surprised that some of these guys are still around. Um, I pick in three picks, so I'm not going to say who I'm looking at, but I'm just sort of surprised that there's still some upside and some floor available this late also there's a running back that i like still i bet you i can guess your guy before you pick him all right here here i'll wait here we'll wait we'll see if it gets to me it was not wide receiver right yeah all right i got this all right it's one of two two guys there are two there are two of them that i'm looking at well there there are two guys throw them out all right no it's not it's not zay jones who do you think it was robert foster right no, I don't. Why? Okay, one, Deshaun Hamilton. I don't see why nobody's talking about Deshaun Hamilton. And you know what? In the seventeenth round, let's roll the dice, baby. Give me Mr. Josh Gordon. He might get me zero all season, but if he plays, he's gonna ball out. Haven't they like the league hasn't even like looked at like he hasn't even like reappealed or the league hasn't even looked at. Him I'm just yet. saying. Look, if. The way everything is going, if he gets keeps getting suspended for a drug that everybody is legalizing, like, can they really keep him suspended? I don't know. I I'm willing to roll the dice in the 17th round, though. Look at it, like everybody's silent. That's never a good sign. You know, Simon's in the chat. He says he sniped Gordon for me, and I'm I'm fine with that. I got no problem with that. Um, but yeah, the other one was Deshaun Hamilton, who I think is fine as well. I think both those guys are all right. There's, I can't decide what to do with my last pick. I'm probably either going to take a running back or a quarterback. Um, the problem is they all stink. There are only two even quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he's probably not going to start all year. Dwayne Haskins, he's okay, I guess, but that Washington, that offense sucks. Like, is there a worse offense in football than Washington, JSU? Um, no. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> – I can't think of one they're, either. They're the worst, and I mean – I. I think the the only guy who maybe maybe the only guy who I I, I kind of like just because I can get him late in in rounds is Trey Quinn because I think he's going to see a lot of easy easy throw catches like out of the slot so um, he'll be like that reliable guy but this offense they're going to be trailing a ton that's another reason why so like late in games teams will be running like you know prevent defenses will be easy to dink and dunk 
even bad quarterbacks should be able to do that. So, I mean, they should be okay, like, then. But, like, losing Trent Williams, I mean, now they're they're trying to trade him. Like, that is a huge deal. Trent Williams is, like, one of the best left tackles in the NFL, and that's a big loss for that offensive line. That's a, that's a huge downgrade for the quarterback. Um, they're going to be, you know – they're going to be struggling even more this year. So uh, that worries me a ton. Like uh, that, this offense is going to really struggle, especially if they end up trading Trent Williams. Yeah. I'm really trying to think of another team that's even close to as bad as Washington. One of the ways you can get an edge in DFS or regular draft, whatever, just stay away from the terrible offenses. And I know a lot of people are talking about Jordan Reed now as a potential late round option. And look, if he plays 16 games, great way to go. He's going to be a value in the 13th or 14th round. But Stevie, we just never see this guy play 16 games. So I personally, I'm I'm not messing with Jordan Reed. I'll let other people take that plunge. Jordan Reed, Devontae Parker, Leonard Fournette. Uh, I think that's it. Am I missing anybody, Stevie? Todd Gurley. Gurley, that's one. Yeah. Um, and like we talked about the buy rounds. Oh, there was a team that I was looking at that really um, – hold on. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it. It was somebody in our draft. That we're doing right big now. T. No, it wasn't big T. Um, Mizzle Frizzle Fries, Mizzle Fries. The the lot he had the twelfth pick. Like he took two of his top running backs are by week nine, um, and two of his top wide receivers are both week twelve. So he kind of limited himself on a couple of weeks. And like when you limit yourself on two weeks, you're really hurting yourself. Um, so he's losing two of his running backs and two of his top wide receivers in two different weeks. So just be careful with your bye weeks. I'm going to keep saying that's something that I learned the hard way the first year on when it came to these drafts. And it's just something that like, I I try to preach when we're, you know, giving advice, like you never know what's going to happen as far as players go. But at the end of the day, you want to be very careful with your bye weeks. All right. I'm feeling pretty good about my team. I would, part of me wishes I had another quarterback because I think it's going to be tough to win with Roethlisberger and Foles, but I like the rest of my team. I like the double stud tight ends. My wide receivers are deep and have upside. My running backs, while not the best, sure as hell not the worst. Let's take a look at your team really quick, JSU. I'm going to scroll on over here. You got Cam and Carr. Uh, you got McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Damian Harris, Jordan Howard, and Justice Hill. Antonio Brown, Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore, Will Fuller, Tyrell the Gazelle, Anthony Miller, Travis Benjamin. I haven't seen a lot of Travis Benjamin. And Trey Quinn, not Trey Quan, but Trey Quinn. Vance McDonald, Noah Fant, and TJ Hawkinson. You don't give a damn about no rookie tight end wall, right? No. I, I, so Noah Fant is a guy who should see a bunch of targets from Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco loves throwing to the tight end. I think it's a perfect spot for him. They're going to have him running routes. Um, he's a great pass catcher. And then TJ Hawkinson, I think he's going to see, you know, most if not all of the tight end snaps he's going to play passing downs running down like he's going to be in there for most of the game and he can do a little bit of everything so that's someone you have to love and they're not even my number one like I I still have Vance McDonald so it's not like I'm just relying on the two rookies I still have Vance McDonald and uh, I you know I have two guys with I think upside and could you know deliver like you said Give me two weeks. Give me, both these guys, give me two weeks, three weeks. I'll be good. Yeah. Stevie, let's look at your team real quick. You got Dak Prescott. We, I didn't notice that. I like that pick a lot. I'm a big fan of Dak this year. Saquon, Phillip, Lindsey, Marlon, Mack, Darius, Geis, Kareem, Hunt. You're rolling the dice with those running backs, but when you got Saquon, you can just play him every week, and then you just hope one of the other four get it done. Amari, A.J. Green, Canel Harry, Dante Pettis. I love me some Dante Pettis. Marquise Lee, Emmanuel Sanders, Quincy Inunua, and – vouch who shall not be mentioned mr <laughs> never mind i'm not even gonna mention then david and joku ben watson and ian thomas how you feeling about your team stevie well, i hate my tight ends um <laughs> my running backs are very very up and down but i did not get many stacks i like to stack in these things uh like my only stack is prescott and cooper and if, if the elliot thing happens like i really like my yeah. stack in that one so um kind of why i took dak when i did but yeah i hate my tight ends it's probably if it was saying stuff that could have done, maybe taken one less wide receiver and taking a tight end a little earlier. Um, but I like my wide receiver upside. I think I have a lot of stealing at wide receiver. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I don't mind having here. 
Yeah. All right, guys, we got to get off here. Before we go, though, I want to remind you guys, go ahead and check out Roto-Grinders NFL Premium Discord. JSU is going to be on during the game tonight. I'm going to be on during the game tonight, at least while I'm watching, because eventually I'm just going to say, holy cow, these guys stink. Where's uh, a rerun of West? Where's the truck race? Where's the trucks? Everybody. Oh, yeah. trucks. And, and have another TV with the trucks. Yeah, that's there right. Dirt racing. Anyways, make sure you check out the draft app if this looks like fun to you. And let's face it, if you're watching on Roto Grinders, this looks like fun to you. They get the $5 best ball, that's 20K up top. They got the $25 Millie Maker, obviously, that's a Millie up top. And then for you high rollers out there, they got $125 buy in with 100K for first. And there's no way this $125 is going to fill. So be like me. I'm, I've done one, I plan on doing probably about 30 or so. Jump in though, it's going to be a good time. So make sure you check out the draft app. We got to get off here though. For Stevie, for JSU, I'm Eric. We'll see you guys later. Peace.